0: Otherwise, on SAFM. And welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Otherwise team is myself, Shadow Chala, Hazel Makuzeni who's my producer, and Derek Fordyce, who's the electronic producer. You may call us on 0892-102010 10 10, or email us at shadow at safm.co.za. Now, is there harmony in your marriage? If not, then stay tuned for some ancient wisdom. And it comes from none other than philosopher Sunanda Lilliram. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest in the studio, philosopher Sunanda Lilliram, affectionately known as Sunandaji. She's in South Africa giving free lectures in Johannesburg, Durban and Cape Town on the application of the philosophy of You're going to have to say this, Sunandaji.
1: Vedanta.
0: Vedanta. That's right. Okay. Welcome to uh, Cape Town. Thank you. You arrived yesterday. You had a lecture last night.
1: We had a lecture last night. We started last night. Yes. It's a series of four lectures. Mm -hmm. We have three more to go this evening and two more. How was yesterday's attendance? It was um, modest. Yes. I don't think many people are aware of um, this ancient uh, philosophy. For one, it's ancient. But something um that is applicable to life mm-hmm. um, it was applicable good five thousand plus years ago, and it will continue to do so. you know, I feel like before we started, I should have had some incense,
0: some candles, you know, to create the <laughs> the mood you know yeah. <laughs> for the show, mm-hmm. but um, it's what I will do after learning what you teach me at home, just to get into harmony with myself. Before I expect harmony in marriage, which is what we're talking about.
2: Sure.
0: Now, you know, apparently this philosophy is, it, it transcends all, you know, cultures, religions. Tell us about it.
1: Vedanta, the word itself, is a Sanskrit word, which is an ancient Indian language. It's mm-hmm. not spoken these days as much. And um, what's more, is the word means end of knowledge. Veda means knowledge, mm-hmm. Anta means end, okay. together it means the end of knowledge, which seems paradoxical yes. because we say the more we learn, the more we need to learn and mm-hmm. there's no end to knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now when they say it's the end of knowledge, it means it's the culmination of knowledge, the highest knowledge known to humanity. So it's
0: not about unlearning what what um how you've been socialized for instance because you know when we are born i believe that we socialize into a particular way of uh behavior particular way of um speaking and this is where we learn our values from from the ones that came before us our parents that teach us but that uh stops us from learning our true selves
1: Well, not necessarily. see, what happens is everyone, you could say, is born in captivity. Okay. You know, like from the start, you're born male or female. Mm -hmm. That itself puts you in a little, you know, box.
0: Cubicle, yes.
1: And then which country are you born in? Which religion you follow? What social system you follow? And it goes on. It never ends. What race and and all of that. Yes. And then your peer pressure. And the rest of it wherever you are now Vedanta is not really concerned about all that from the beginning to the end you are a human you are an individual Mm -hmm. so whoever you are wherever you belong you need to live a full life a happy life now how does one do that you could be American or African Indian or Japanese it doesn't matter but you are a human so it's not what you do in life that matters, but how you do it.
0: And, and how it makes
1: you feel. And how it makes you feel, how it, how it enables you to relate to others, whether it's in a marriage or it's your parents or at your workplace or in society, anywhere. You need to relate to the world. So how are you going to do it? That's what Vedanta is all about and for which you need to know about yourself.
0: Do you say relate to the word or to the world? The world. The world, okay. Okay. So let's zoom in because I'm interested in what we started talking about, which is harmony in marriage because we see a lot of uh, women, especially are going through divorces because economically now they, you know, which was probably the reason why people got married. I've never been married myself, so I cannot draw, you know, comparison, but, um, economic freedom is usually what sets people apart from you know staying in a marriage that doesn't work and yet some people are in there for the for the full commitment and um regardless of how difficult it is but what does then your philosophy suggest should happen in a marriage to keep it um to keep that commitment for the rest of their lives
1: in Any relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's marriage, like I said, or parent and child, or it could be colleagues in the office, wherever, you know, as far as relationships are concerned, what happens is each one wants to get something out of that relationship. Now, if any relationship could be based on certain values, you've got it going. And it doesn't take two. Even if one person has values, that relationship will flourish. For example, a relationship could be based on rights, mm-hmm. or it could be based on duties. It's a choice you can make. Now, what the philosophy says is, if a I'm sorry, if a relationship is based on duties, the first thing that will happen is this harmony, and then that relationship will last, if on the other hand, it's based on rights, what can I get out of this? Mm -hmm. What am I, you know, getting out of this relationship? If that is the attitude, it has nothing to do with what you need to do in life. I'm talking about your inner attitudes. That's the first thing you Mm -hmm. start with. Okay. When you have that, then there is disharmony and all the time you're stressed out because you're wondering whether you're getting something out of this, is it worth my time and effort or what's happening to me. You have to work anyway, Mm -hmm. but if your attention is upon what you're getting out of it, you're going to be stressed out and there'll be a lot of conflict in coming out of that relationship.
0: But the expectation is that when you are, you should expect something from from what you are giving as well. Um, isn't that what marriage is about? You're going to give me love, I, I give you love back, and we, you know, because I, I, you're a man, you need to give me a home and a roof over my head and, and go out and work, and I stay at home and look after the children and rear the children?
1: You know, just try and look at this. A baby is born. Mm-hmm. What is the what are the expectations of a baby? It could be, you know, neglected, it could be looked after with love, affection. Baby has no clue. No baby is stressed. It's a human who has developed that self esteem and self importance as they become an adult mm-hmm. and all these problems crop in. And then there's expectations. When there's expectations, there will be disappointments. And the rest of it follows. I'm not suggesting that each one should become a doormat for others to take advantage Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that. I'm only talking about what is going on within you. I I did say it's not what you do that matters, but how you do it, why you do it. It,
0: Sorry. I need then to know what... The thought process ought to be before you even commit to that relationship, whether Correct. it's a marriage or whatever it is. Correct. But what should the thought process be to make sure that you're not, um, again, bringing all those things you're socialized to becoming, um, and and jump into a new kind of thinking. Correct. The
1: problem that humanity is facing. Let me first put that to you. Every human is constituted of three aspects. What you see now is my physical personality, that's just my outer personality, it's like a vehicle that's taking you from place to place, that's not you, that's not me. There's something within each one, and that is your inner personality. Mm -hmm. So anybody's inner personality is constituted of two faculties, I'm putting it simply so you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So one is the mind. The mind in anyone is like a child in you. It constitutes all your feelings, your emotions, your likes, your dislikes, your wishes, your wants, your desires, your demands. All that put together is anybody's mind. That's why we say it's like a child. A child wants anything, anywhere, anyhow. And it's a busy mind. There's so much traffic in that mind. Absolutely. Now, superior to the mind, we're still in the inner personality. Mm -hmm. Superior to the mind, subtler than the mind, is another unique faculty that a human being has and it is called the intellect. Now, Mm -hmm. intellect is not to be mistaken for what is generally understood in the world as intelligence. Intelligence is the ability to pick up knowledge from external sources. It could be books, it could be lectures. Schools, universities, education education. Mm-hmm. You're becoming intelligent means you're becoming well informed in a subject or a few subject few subjects. You cannot be intelligent in all fields. It's not possible because you don't get that much information. So what people usually do is they pick up intelligence and exchange it in the world for monetary gains and that's how we say we make a living. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you could be intelligent in any field. Now, that has nothing to do with the intellect. Intellect is simply the capacity to think, to reason, to understand, to know, to judge, to decide. Right? So this is your inner personality. Now, what happens in life is usually you like something and your own intellect says this is not good for you. Mm -hmm. Now, which one do you listen to? The child in you or the adult in you. Typically, a diabetic patient Mm -hmm. may like sweets, but his own intellect would say, this is not good Good for me." me. So, who is he going to listen to? I'm giving you one example. From the time you wake up till you sleep, from birth to death, you're constantly making choices. Is the one...
0: Of your inner personality the mind or the intellect that you should be following all the time to
1: make decisions absolutely you should be following your intellect take the diabetic Mm -hmm. if he follows his mind he is going to get into serious trouble some point const it's nothing wrong with your desires nothing wrong with your mind or likes and dislikes but it cannot operate on itself independently it's like a child you know, you've seen that movie, Home Alone? Mm-hmm. You know what happened to <laughs> that kid? Home Alone, because it's a child by itself. Well, that's a nice, happy ending. But if you leave a child alone at home, a little one could be destructive, because it doesn't know. Okay, but how do you know,
0: then, um, that you are... Can we all recognize the intellect within us, and the mind within us, our inner personality? We know that personality exists, Um How do we know, though, which is which? Because you're so used to responding to your mind as opposed to your intellect. Is it easy to recognize? Is it easy to reverse? Is it easy to to train one's um, personality, the inner personality, to always
1: listen to the intellect? In fact, you make my work simple. What Vedanta does is it teaches you... First of all, use your existing intellect, just as when you're born, you're born with muscles. Every baby is born with muscles, but the muscles develop as the child grows. You don't have the muscles that you had as a baby mm-hmm. because your muscles have grown, have strengthened. Similarly, we, ha- we are born, it's a birthday gift for every human. Incidentally, no animal has an intellect, no other creature has an intellect, except a human. That's why a human is considered a masterpiece of creation, because of this ability to think, that intellect. So, though you are given this birthday gift, you need to develop it. Now, oftentimes what happens in the world is, it is given little importance or no importance at all. And the result of the neglect of the intellect has resulted in what you see in the world. There is, at the individual level, you have depression, distress, divorces. On a collective level, there is militancy, terrorism, vandalism, rest of it. Why? When we call ourselves humans, when we are civilized people, apparently... Why do humans get into such problems? Hold that thought. Oh, my goodness, I'm loving this. Uh, you may call us on
0: 0892-102010 if you really would like uh, to, to pose a question. But um, we're having this amazing discussion. We've moved away from marriage because it is bigger than marriage. It is, I've just discovered, about your mind and your intellect and the difference between the two. We're taking a break, and we'll be back after this.
3: Unite and celebrate at the Nelson Mandela Sport and Culture Day, 17th August 2013, FNB Stadium. For the first time ever, an explosive sport and music lineup: Bafana Bafana versus Burkina Faso, the Springboks versus Argentina, soccer legends South Africa versus Italy. Followed by a live concert featuring local and international artists. Unite, one man, one nation, one celebration. Get your tickets now at Country Ticket. Standard Bank brings you a
0: retrospective, retrospective exhibition by renowned artist Simon Stone. Stone's paintings have been described as unashamedly traditional with a twist. Both detailed and expressive, he reveals an exploration of color, form, composition, as well as mood and atmosphere. Visit the Standard Bank Gallery from the 10th of July to the 14th of September. For more information, log on to standardbankarts.co.za, standardbank. Moving
4: forward.
0: I thought I'd never make it through. You strike a woman, you strike a rock.
1: I thought I would break. I didn't know my own strength and I
3: crashed down. This iconic phrase has come to represent an entire generation. When the chips were down and all hope was
0: lost, when we couldn't even imagine a solution you were strong enough to stand up and fight your courage is the building block of this nation your femininity never a weakness but always a secret strength we thank you for the contribution you've made from the grassroots up to the nation's pillars we salute you and SAFM wishes you a happy woman's month Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest, Sunandaji, am I saying that correctly? Perfect. Sunandaji and Vendata. Vedanta. Vedanta, okay, is the philosophy we're talking about. And just before we went to that break, we're talking about your inner personality, which has two states, which is your mental state and your intellect.
1: I would refer to them as faculties. Faculties Faculties of emotion, faculty of reason. You have two distinct faculties within you. And those are the ones you ought to depend on for your everyday participation. You are using them all the time, just as you use your muscles all the time. You're using your mind, you're using your intellect all the time. We just need to know what they are. The moment you know what they are, you know how to use them. That's the whole technique. In fact, living is a technique, is a skill, is an art. You need to learn it. You need to practice and make perfect. Where do you learn? That is what Vedanta is all about. In fact, we have an academy in India where we have a three-year residential course. Of course, it's open to young people all over the world. The average age there is 24. Mm -hmm. But there are people who come there, visit us, and spend as much time as they can. The books that you can read and understand and make a life for yourself now you're talking about the reason
0: we we have things like depression and we we, we behave in, in in the the way that we do is because of the lack of discipline within our intellect and our minds on in our inner personality how do we then at a late stage for instance is there a late stage when somebody is in their 30s 40s 50s are you still able to absorb and apply the principles of, of, of the philosophy
1: do you believe that anyone can have a fit body at any time in life mm-hmm. it's the same principle is you just got to get started you've got to do the right things of course you have done things this day backward but the moment you set things right from this day on you have a future they say future is a continuation of the past modified in the present
0: let's take a call from mrs Govender from durban mrs
4: govinder hello welcome hello hello my darling how are you
0: good thank you, and and you? Hello,
4: you're doing well eh you're doing your first time I'm, I'm i'm in your show for the first time oh welcome thank you <laughs> your name is shadow eh yes very nice Shad. thank you now, I, I've been married for 52 and a half years. My husband just passed away in January. So I can give her a nice report on marriage. Can I do it? Please go ahead. All right. So marriage is a relationship that requires a high level of uh, of commitment because God created a family unit. He married the first couple and told them to be fruitful and become many. But the first couple chose to be disobedient, to. Uh, well, and mm-hmm. Therefore, the family you pray is just a distortion of what God really wanted it to be. Good communication is the life life blood of a healthy family. When it healthy family life, when it when it is lacking, then tension and stress increase. And uh, did we not make vows before God that we will be faithful to our partner? Mm-hmm. You did, but why do we break ours? So, the recipe for a happy marriage. Can I give it, my darling? Okay, can, can
0: can we do this in in, in, in as quickly as you can. Yes,
4: in thirty seconds. First Corinthians thirteen verse is forty eight. The recipe, love is long suffering and kind. Love is not jealous, it does not brag, does not get puffed up, does not behave indecently, does not look for its own interest, does not become provoked. It does not keep account of the injury. It does not rejoice over unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Mm-hmm. That's what was my recipe and my son speaking of I it. Mean, he's married for twenty five years now at the moment.
0: Well fantastic. And and your marriages
4: all have harmony. Fifty two and a half years I've been married to my husband. And well, I'm missing so much now that I know I'm gonna get him again the resurrection that I'm still missing. Thank you, Mrs Governor, thank for you, sharing guys. with us. Thank you for the for my, the opportunity for putting it through for me. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Bye bye. Now, you see, a lot of people would use, and we, we were saying that, um, the philosophy of Vendata, Vedanta, no, you got
1: I'm it. Never, I'm Vedanta, Vedanta, Vedanta,
0: okay. The philosophy of Vedanta is, it transcends religion and, and cultures, and, and you did explain that, that regardless of what you're born into, you still need to, Have a a
1: distinct understanding Of your inner personality Correct It's the science of life and living It's it's something like this When you buy a new gadget You go to a shop Buy a new gadget What would you look for To run the gadget Mm -hmm. To use the gadget You look for something Right In the package There's such a thing called The instructions manual Mm -hmm. When you get the instructions manual You know what your gadget Is going to do for you How to take care of it How not to misuse it how to keep it in good condition, and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the instructions manual, you will use it by trial and error, usually error. Which is how we usually live our lives. This is what is happening in human life. You're born into this world, but what is the instructions manual? What, What are you constituted of? How do you use every aspect of your personality? How not you misuse it? How to relate to the world correctly? Now, you need to know this. Vedanta is just an instructions manual. It tells you all about yourself. Give us a bit of an introduction. You've you've just
0: done that, but into the kind of things that one needs to wake up to and apply
1: on a daily basis. Okay. The first thing as a human, the first obligation we have as a human is to understand that we have a unique faculty of reason. Like I said, it's not just intelligence. The world offers you intelligence, but not the development of the intellect. And that neglect has led to a lot of problems, as I have already Mm -hmm. mentioned, including disharmony in marriage. That happens because of a lack of understanding. So what we need to do is to understand the value of human life, which is besides other aspects, which is covered by the world, Mm -hmm. how good you should be in your actions and Mm -hmm. how you should have pure emotions, like the lady just said, she Mm -hmm. quoted the Bible, she talked about what is love, and love is always one-sided, and when you love without conditions, it is reciprocated. When you put conditions, then the conditions are also reciprocated. It is not conditioned love, but, Unconditioned love—that is real love. Now I'm not getting into that. But book. isn't marriage also a condition? Is conditioned love because you you're
0: committing to this thing that you that has conditions? I'm marrying you. I'll be yours and yours alone. I I will do this for our marriage. There are conditions in a marriage. You'll come, when we come back, you'll answer that question. But Utsile is here with news headlines.
3: Thanks, Shadow. In the headlines at one hundred thirty, civil society organisations and Labour Federation COSATU have announced plans for mass demonstrations in Cape Town and Johannesburg to stop violence against women. Several roads have been closed in the Overberg region due to flooding. The Western Cape has experienced heavy rainfall throughout the night, with more rain expected during the course of the day. And there's heavy police presence in Proteus South in Soweto. This follows a service delivery protest in the area. Details at 2 o'clock.
0: Thanks, Hucilia. Um We're talking marriage and harmony in marriage, but also talking life itself, life skills. And how to, to live in harmony within yourself as well. But we were talking about marriage and its conditions. And those, isn't marriage a... a, 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 a does not come with conditions?
1: Love has no conditions. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. In fact, Oliver Goldsmith, he says, And love is still an emptier sound, the modern fair one's jest on earth unknown are only found to warm a turtle's nest. Mm. So all the love that people are talking about, you're right, is conditional love. Mm -hmm. I love you because you are catering to me materially. You're giving me material gifts. Or I love you because you're taking care of me physically, emotionally. You agree with me intellectually, then I love you. The moment you stop catering to me, then I hate you. Mm. This is conditional love but when you come together you believe you live with a person you are committed to that person you've got your reasons before you get married you come to your own conclusions you you know you make a choice now once you make a choice then you understand you got to function in the interest of the person you have obligations you have duties remember we brought that up mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. if you live a life of duties which is based on love and understanding then you will have harmony and it's always reciprocated so you share the duties to make the relationship work you do your duties don't even talk about the other person Mm -hmm. you do your part it's like a child you take care of the child but the child is not behaving properly it doesn't matter you will still take care because it's your obligation until the child grows up into an adult
0: Let's speak with Raj from Marisburg. Hello, Raj.
2: Hi, good, uh, good afternoon. Um, you see, uh, well, a, a lot of what, your, what your, your guest says has a lot of merit, merit, but I would like to strongly disagree when she says that animals and, uh, don't have reason and intellect. I mean, all you've got to do is uh, look at a dolphin or a dog, or even an elephant, a lion for that matter. And uh, you can never say that these animals don't have reason and intellect. They survive by this. I know they survive on instinct more than anything else. But they do survive on reason and intellect. And and what about the emotional aspect between these animals and and human beings? You know, I would strongly suggest, this is, a, a lot of what I'm hearing here is subjective. I would suggest strongly that your guest read up a bit on the theory of evolution, read up on genetics, and uh, and maybe a bit of physics. Thank you so much.
0: Well, I think you want to stay on the phone, please, because um, I I think it would warrant a response.
1: Uh, Raj, I heard you. You were right uh, in the sense that uh, animals do have a very basic intellect. They do have, and of course they have a lot of emotions. There's no doubt about that. We didn't get into that discussion. However, Why have humans reached the moon and Mars? Why have we created this world? It's not an animal who does it. Because we have a superior intellect. That's all I was trying to tell. They do have basic intelligence. But it doesn't compare with the volume of intelligence that a human being can have. You know, the sciences have developed what was the world 50 years ago, what was the world 100 years ago. What is it today? It's all because of human intelligence. That's what I was trying to come to. But not that animals lack intelligence. It's so basic compared to a human being. Raj, you know, I'm so glad you called
0: because I think you
1: need to go and attend
0: the public lecture in Durban on the 14th and have a a deeper understanding, a deeper discussion with um, Sunandaji.
2: Yeah, well, I would just like to say, uh, I understand uh, w- what you've said. In fact, I belong, I, I've come from both sides. Uh, I'm a staunch, hardcore atheist. But uh, at the same time, I'm looking at, at everything from a purely scientific, purely evidence-based, you um, know, perspective. Mm. And, and a lot of what you said is subjective. I mean, uh, that's why I say uh, at, at the outset, read up. Don't 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 look at one side of this. Look at the other side as well. Go and look at the physical evidence. Go and look at genetics and so forth, and even physics. And then you'll find there are also answers there. And uh, and I still and as I said, I'm I'm like hardcore atheist, and I don't even think that there is going to be, you know, in 500 years' time. I think. Uh, let me just not dwell too much. I think in 500 years' time or so, we'll become a laughing stock for what we believe in.
0: Okay. Raj, thank you very much. I I do invite you, though, to come to the Durban Lectures on the 14th uh, to the 18th of August at UKZN Howard College, okay? Thank Thank you you. very much for your call. And anybody else wanting to speak with us, 0892-102010. And Sanandaji is in the studio with me. We're talking about harmony. But most importantly, I think we're talking about how to, to develop our inner
1: personalities. Correct. So what happens is, uh, like I said, the the subject is just like an instructions manual. It tells you all about yourself. You need to understand who you are as you are now. So you have a body that is acting all the time. You know, you function from the time you wake up to the time you sleep at Mm -hmm. night from birth to death you're constantly performing actions you know it's like a flow of water Mm -hmm. it's constant now what sort of actions are you performing again I'm coming back it could be in your marriage it could be between parent and child it could be in office wherever you are performing actions and the fact about actions is you have the freedom to do what you want nobody can stop you Mm -hmm. but Every action has a consequence. Everything. When it comes to consequence, that's the time when a lot of people wake up and ask, Oh God, why has this happened to me? Mm -hmm. Now, you had performed a particular action. Now, that action has brought this consequence. So you need to ensure that your actions are what you want them to be. Otherwise, you will face a consequence that you don't want. You you spoke, uh, and I'm, I'm going back to the inner
0: personality, because that is really what one needs to understand and develop and, and, and depend on for the continuance of your life. But we we're talking about marriage and, and, and conditions, and we this word love is used so much and, and so many times, but I'm, I'm not too sure whether we know what love feels like or whether we know when it is there. How do you know you're really, really in love to... To make that commitment.
1: Love is nothing but identification with another person. It could be one person. It could be you love your family. means you identify with the family. It could be your society. It could be your nation. It could be humanity. It could be the world at large. Mm -hmm. You're able to identify with one and all. That is the highest identification. That's the highest form of love. If you go back, when Christ was crucified... You know, he only did service. He gave knowledge. He gave love. He did service. And in return, return, he was crucified. Now, when he was crucified, he just had one thing to say. He looked up in the heavens and said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That is love. Because there was no conditions. People did not return what he did for them. Hmm. Now... After generations, we still love Christ because Mm -hmm. of what he did. Mm -hmm. So it's reciprocated. Maybe not in his time, but it was reciprocated. This is the quality of love. The purer the love, the greater the reciprocation.
0: Marriage then,
1: do you think that same love that's happening there? Identification. You put yourself in another person's shoes and then you will find that you identify but if you're always looking at the person from your side, and then there's no identification, you're not able to feel the same way, you're not able to think the same way, you're not able to go along with that person, there's no identification. But we
0: identify love with so, and, love and marriage with so many pictures, and I think this is where the mistake happens, because beautiful couple in, in a wonderful wedding setting, and we think, oh, they're in love, they look so wonderful together. Um, so marriage comes as a, as, a, as a pretty picture usually without the actual details of the hard work one needs to do. Absolutely. And this is why I'm loving the inner personality that we talk to right. that needs to be developed and you say we can only develop it by understanding
1: more of the Vedanta. Vedanta, the values. You don't even have to use that word Vedanta. What you need to understand is unless you have higher values in life that which is lower will not bother you now what are the lower values they are values all the same what about me what about my pleasures what about my living they are also values mm-hmm. i mean you need them mm-hmm. it's not that you don't need them but if you put that as a priority over and above identifying with other people because you're not going to be living alone you're going to be living with somebody somebody it could be it could be a partner it could be spouse, it could be uh, your family, it could be a society all the time you are interacting with others, so you need to identify if you don't then you create this disharmony within you and you spread that disharmony around you, you know there are people sometimes walk in and then you say uh oh, here comes this person again, (laughs) he's going to make a nuisance of himself, let's just walk away (laughs) why do you feel that? because you know that person is demanding you know, the moment the person walks in, he will expect you to uh, pay attention to what he's saying, whether he's making sense or not. He expects you to uh, recognize him. You don't want to do that. So that person has a lot of demands. The moment you have demands, you're shunned. The moment you are offering your services, you identify, you are loved by others. Typically, why, why is everybody drawn to a little child? You don't know the child. Mm. But you can't contain yourself. You want to go and fondle the child and say, (laughs) hello, baby. Why? Because there are no demands. Absolutely no demands. So you you feel that child is endearing. But as a person grows up, the demands become very pronounced. And that is your mind. You know, we're going back to Mm the inner personality. The mind makes the demands. The mind has desires. Nothing wrong with that. It's not that you should not have any demands, but there's a superior faculty in you, which is the intellect, and that holds the mind in place. If the intellect holds the mind in place, just as an adult always governs a child, Mm -hmm. the child is never left alone, nothing wrong with the child, but the child is incapable of handling its own life. Similarly is your own mind. Anybody's mind, even the mind of a full-grown, mature adult, behaves like a child, asks for anything, constantly demanding. The intellect has to ensure that it is okay for that demand or not. As long as you keep doing that, you have no problems within you, you will not have a problem in any relationship. Well. Wow. Power of action is is your tour in, in, in South Africa. Who should attend? Anybody who acts and wants to bring, make the best of his actions. Like I said earlier, you act with freedom. Nobody can stop you. But when it comes to consequence, you already got it. So if you want to live a happy life, and I guess everybody wants to live a happy life, could be a student, could be a... Homemaker could be, a you know, executive in office, a professional. Anyone wants to live a full life, a happy life. And to make your life happy, let me give you a little explanation. Life is nothing but a series of experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you want your life to be good, your experiences need to be good. And how do you make your experiences good? The way you function. And the way you function is the way you act. So you've got to bring that action into perfect state. And that is the whole philosophy. How do you act with perfection? So there's power in action, and it brings you peace and happiness. Hmm. I keep on going, hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if somebody is listening to the show right now and wants to go back home to their friends, to their family, to their spouses and introduce the subject um, how, and want to come and attend. How do you propose? I mean, how, is there, apart from calling it by its name and being uh, Vedanta, the philosophy of Vedanta, how, in, in one short sentence, how do they encourage somebody and, and, and introduce the subject to come to the lecture?
1: Well, as you know, I've come all the way from India Mm -hmm. and uh, my father, who is also my guru, guru means a teacher and not an ordinary teacher, but the teacher who gives you the highest knowledge. We call such a person a guru. Mm -hmm. Now, he has, uh, besides establishing this academy in India, has written several books. I would recommend anybody interested, because I can't keep in touch with people, Mm -hmm. they could read the books, particularly... The Fall of the Human Intellect, which is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The intellect has not been recognized, much less is it used. And that creates problems at the individual level and collective levels. The Fall of the Human Intellect is a very simple book. Any young person about the age of 15 can read it and understand it. It's just a philosophy, right? And then you can follow it up with Governing Business and Relationships, another book written by my father. And um, that talks about your work and your home, how to balance the two. The whole book analyzes these two important aspects of anyone's life. And when you're through with these two books, the final book is called The Vedanta Treaties, The Eternities. That gives you the entire philosophy. Where do you start with? Why should I study Vedanta? Mm -hmm. How should I approach the book? And it takes you hand-in-hand, hand, from where you are to this complete knowledge of life and living. You can't start with the last one. Well, you could, you could, but it would mean a lot of application. This is almost like a course of study. You mm. Start with the basics. Okay. And then you get on. Let's talk okay. to Deboche. Hello from Rustenburg. How are you,
0: Teboho?
3: Hello. I'm and how are you? Welcome. Good, thank you. In fact, um, I am the devotee for you. um, You were the Master of Ceremonies for our wedding out in Cape Town last year.
0: Oh, hello. Welcome. (laughs) How's that (laughs)
3: marriage going? It's fun. It's it's, it's actually excellent. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh, Is there harmony in the relationship right
0: now?
3: Uh, Sorry?
0: Is there harmony in your marriage?
3: There's, in fact, I just um, I called my wife now earlier on when the show started, and I said, "You better listen to this." You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> the discussion is very intriguing. Um, and in fact, my 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 question was just partly answered by the comment of your guest. Uh, I think she was just going through the list of uh, books and points of references, but I just missed them. Is there a website that one could uh, visit to to get some of uh, you know uh, this information, especially the books? you you give it
1: well the website you could go to that it's uh, www. vedanta that's v e d a n t a okay dot okay. yeah o r g yeah dot ready
3: Okay, and just a quick, quick quick question: How do you then balance? I mean, the, the other caller called. Um, the, 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 the other caller, who I think I, it was a gentleman from, I'm not sure where he called from. Uh, the, there seems to be, and there'll always be, an issue between those who operate in the spiritual realm and those who operate in a more scientific, etc. How do you then strike a balance between those kind of two different worlds in your in your in your teachings and in the theory itself?
1: Uh, are you talking about spiritual life and a material life? Is that what you're referring to?
3: I'm, I'm linking my question with uh, the the issues, the, the little debate you had with the gentleman that called... Edia oh, from on, Peter uh, Maritzberg,
1: who was talking about... The re- intellect, re- the animals.
3: Religion. Yes, actually. yes, yes. And then who was uh, referring also to um, the fact that uh, animals do have intellect. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Now, as
1: far as religion is concerned, what is religion? It is only a means by which you can discover who you essentially are. That is what religion is all about. Now it doesn't matter who you follow, but you need to find out why are you born as a human being? What is so special about being a human being? And the Master said the same thing. Christ said, the kingdom of heaven is within you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad gave the same message, a similar message. That, the you know, you got the the greatest conquest is the conquest of your own self lord krishna the hindu faith he said the same thing i am the self and all of you you know it's the same message given out by these masters so the whole idea is to find who you really are they say the spiritual journey is from a place where you are to a place where you've always been wow. Well, you just need to know who you really are. I'm not really helping you, but I'm. I know it's a lot to say, but all I can tell you is the word religion is an English word. It it's taken from two Latin terms, religare, which means to unite, to join, and the Sanskrit word yoga is taken from its root yuj, which also means to join. So.
0: We've run out of time. Thank you so much for calling, but go onto that website and learn. Thank you so much. With you too, look, time is just gone. (laughs) There's so much else to talk about, but your your lectures of Power of Action in Cape Town, the details are University of Cape Town, and tonight at 7 uh, until 8.30, Upper Campus, North, PD, Han Building, Lecture Hall Number 3. Admission is free, people. And Durban Details, I think, will also be on, on the website. But if you need more information, 083-212-3856. 083-212-3856. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Helen. Thank you and good luck. Thank you. It's time for our children's program.